Welcome to With Us On, Season 6, Episode 27, where we watch the D'Amelio Show. I'm the host, Chris Lorenz, and I didn't look up a quip. Yo, this is James. How much is that doggy in the window? This is Noah Singer. Knowing what I know about this family, we're going to have a fifth dog. This is Brian. <laughs> fifth pod? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time watching, or listening, I guess, hmm. uh, we do a different reality show each week discussing if it's good or bad in minute detail. Noah, what show do we watch this week? From relative obscurity and seemingly normal life to being thrust into the Hollywood limelight almost overnight, the D'Amelios are faced with new challenges and opportunities they cannot have imagined. Charlie, who at 16 became one of the biggest celebrities with over 150 million followers combined and number one on the TikTok platform in less than a year, has the world at our fingertips and is working to balance fame and family life with dancing, relationships, making new friends in L.A., and battling the haters online. Her sister... Dixie, Dixie, it goes on. <laughs> her sister, Dixie, now 19, is experiencing her own sudden rise of fame with over 80 million followers combined and an exploding music career. For mom, Heidi, and dad, Mark, raising teenagers is hard enough before adding a cross-country move, supporting their daughter's dreams, and doing the best they can to stay close and protect their girls from the dark side of fame, while also trying to adjust to life in Hollywood. That is a Demilia show on Hulu. There you go. Hulu original. Yo, I, think, I think you just got to cue the music. That's yeah, it. All right. It's a good done. pod, everybody. Yeah, get get a golf clap here. Uh, so last week, we did Hype House uh, and a follow-up Hype House. Our Twitter poll uh, ended up as a middle third show. Hmm. So if you want to tell us what you thought about the D'Amelio show, come to our Twitter and vote. Um, yeah. And so why are we doing the D'Amelio show today? Yeah. So I guess in a follow-up last week... She started Hype House. Her and her sister were in Hype House. Did they start it? Yeah. They're, or the th- they're founding, they're founding oh. members of Hype House. Oh. But uh, founding members are starting. It's different. Yeah, well, she's a, they're, they're, what do you mean? They no, so started and they were in it. Well, no, because on Hype House, it made it seem like that it was Tom, right? That, yeah, that, he's the guy running it now. Oh, but he didn't create it? Because creation and founding members. I really don't great. know, Noah. They were founding members along with Thomas all and right, Chase. All right. Now we talked about last week. You can listen to our pod about it last week. It's a very good crossover show because it's uh, like Hype House is like the fall of Hype House after Charlie uh, left because she left the Hype House clearly because she has her own show now. She don't need no Hype House. You have 150 million followers. or She's 133 million followers on TikTok. She don't need no Hype House. Mm-mm. She the Hype House. Just saying, Wikipedia says D'Amelio's not part of founders of Hype House. Okay, all right. What a good argument. Uh, hey, it's the Wikipedia's. <laughs> it's you know, it's a hard battle. You're going up against the internet corner. It's a tough. I'm one. just trying not to promote f- fake, f- fake, fake news. She's a founder of. She was a founding <laughs> member of Hype House of the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> yeah, she. Her signature is very big. Yeah, no, it it is big on it. I agree with that. Uh, so essentially the show is like Kim Kardashian-esque follow these two people around and what they're doing. I mean, it, it seems a little less than, uh, Kardashians just because it didn't seem like there was that much fake drama. This Well, we could talk about the differences between the two, but yeah. like, it's essentially like a famous person we're watching their lives. Which Family. At this family. point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Family. Sorry, family. You're right. There's a lot of family stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's that 
the Kardashians made the bet in the mid two thousands, and they're they're not b- building on it. You know, we we seen the Chrisleys, famous family. Oh, uh, don't ever <laughs> mention them on the podcast ever again. <laughs> the show does not exist. You no, know, we we saw like the Anheuser Busch uh, legacies, right? Oh yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> the Bush family. You can mention that show, just <laughs> <laughs> not the Chrisley show. We saw the Bradshaws. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, what? Are, any, any other families? What, what was the Nola of? one? Nola, the one where they moved across the water. Uh, oh, but was that was that a family? I don't think that was a family. Mm, that was, was like a that couple. was a housewives show. Yeah. 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 You're it right. was like multiple family, like yeah, yeah couple. It, it was a housewives show. So it's like those housewives shows is like a like a political structure of group of friends, and then these shows are like we're following a family. But I could see the mix between the two because sometimes a family isn't enough. You know, they, they pull in the cousin, you know, the uncle, the crazy guys, you know. Oh, actually, another, another family show. Man, I can't believe no one re- remembered this. Um, Jay Cutler and his <laughs> wife. Like, I feel like this is a big cut crew. I, I don't know. That's kind of a mix between that and like the business ones. It is a little bit of a mix, right? Yeah, so. uh, but ultimately, I think it comes down to. But Cutler that's two wife. people. There's like eight people in that show. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I, I yeah. don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> that family got, you know, no longer a family. No, no, no longer. Uh, yeah. So we got Charlie D'Amelio, if you're not aware. We talked about 133 million followers on TikTok. And her TikToks are singing to songs, dancing, maybe going about her day. That's that, That's the TikTok. Yeah. There you go. That is just wild that, like, just such a simple thing, being good at it, like, resulted in such fame. Like, I think it's a, you know, it's one of those cascading things where, like, she gets a little big because she's first on there. And then, oh, you like her? I'll watch her. And then she gets her friends to do it. And then she gets a million followers and all those people. Like, I don't know if she's the best at it. Is she the best at it? I don't know. I'd argue by definition she is. She I mean, most followed, that's right? fair. That's like, a good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, probably not what I would consider the best at it because I don't want to watch it, but that's. Yeah. I, I think like there's this unique timing with the pandemic that really helped. Right. So she starts building on this trend of people dancing in TikToks and people emulating those dances. Now you have everyone trapped inside. It's a very isolationist pro yeah. activity well it's like when i could see a tiktok is like what a popular thing to do is there's a dance you see that dance then you do that dance you share it on tiktok right so starting those trends or following those trends mm. or being good at those trends is really helps you get 133 million followers I right guess. and she's a very good dancer well i mean she trains like part of the show they show her training for dance like it's a it's a serious part of her life yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's excellent in her videos. Like you said, I'm like, oh well, she she's good, and she brings like a very good presence. You know, she's always like smiling, upbeat in the in, in the dancing videos. Not like her more recent stuff, like you mentioned. It's like kind of like her, her day in life, but the up ones, it's like it's just pleasant to watch. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I get it. She got a Hulu show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. TV uh, star. Uh, no, wait. She also wasn't singing, but that was her sister. Her sister, Dixie. Dixie. Is on the coattails here. She's got fifty six million followers on TikTok. Just as a comparison, LeBron James has fifty million followers on Twitter. So, like, we're talking about big time. We're talking big time about people. Mega. 
Very so, famous. One one thing that was nice with the show, though, as somebody who does not watch the TikTok or consume the TikTok, I had no idea who this person was. Uh, but the show, I would say, is very watchable uh, to somebody that doesn't really know who this person is really at all. Like, I think they did a pretty good job, like, overall, like, kind of teeing it up and giving her some room to kind of explain and, like, tee the family. Like, overall, really smooth. Like, I, it's not something, like, a lot of these shows do very good is, like, that first, end, you know, episode teeing up, like, who are all these people in a way that like, you kind of care at all. And I thought, like, they did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who these people are, James. I just, I installed TikTok, what, like a month, two months ago <laughs> when we started our own TikToks? That's when I installed TikTok. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I was impressed with the opening sequence of them, like, bringing people along. They didn't need to do that. Uh, and I thought it was also very, just very well executed, which is something we often don't see uh, in our reality shows where the concept might be there and the execution just fails. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the best of those how I like these people feel like this is their life. And I think that that is shockingly hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I mean, maybe we'll get this a little later, but building on what Brian said, I was shocked. There was no manufactured drama. Um, I, I think there was two, a little bit more manufactured plot points with this Vogue story and like getting back in a dance. But usually we'd see some interfighting and it, there was none of that, which was just delightful. Yeah. I mean, like, if you want to follow somebody's life, this feels more like a documentary than anything. Mm-hmm. That was kind of something I felt initially. Like, I questioned whether this was, like, truly... I mean, it's reality, but it's that docu-reality. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I've always defined reality as producers set up this environment and they follow people. Whereas, like, here, it's like they're just being followed, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but they have confessionals, which, like, in a documentary feels very weird. So feels more real, like a confessional, almost exclusively feels reality to me. Mm, that's that that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I was very surprised. Like some things they did in the show, especially since all of the family members have producer credits. And so, like when throughout this episode, you see a lot of hate comments on them, and a lot, and for them to like dig in and have that, I don't know the right word, but like comfort. On putting that on screen with them curating it t- takes a lot of balls. Well, I, I think that's another thing too that, like, as somebody again who's unfamiliar with like what's going on in the space, it was really helpful to get like a sense of like what's happening and like the kinds of things. Like, you know, it's one thing like we all okay, yeah, everybody gets negative comments, but when you're seeing it in the context about the thing that they're talking about or the video they just put out, and then they're like popping up on here, like like you know, like the old VH1 kind of like little pop up <laughs> now kind of things. You're like, this is pretty wild, and it definitely gives you like. It makes it feel like the stuff that they're going through or like when they're crying or like really upset, you can see they're kind of going through some pain. Like it makes it feel that much more real, I thought. I have a quick question on this. Do you think that they for every like bad YouTube that uh comment that they put on there, they had to go reach out to that person and be like, yo, no. can we use this? No? Okay. I think that a big part of why the girls wanted to do this show is to show this pain that people are causing them. Whether that stops people from doing it or not, but it can set the it sets the narrative to this whole thing about when people make rude comments online. Yeah, it's definitely the choice they made. Building a Brian saying, "No, they did, never showed the handle it came from. Mm. Um, also, what platform it came from. It was just like a random line, uh, some deep cut minutiae. I told you guys, I was just like deep cut yeah. co- com- coming in. Every single comment they put on." Had either 1.2 thousand likes or 2.1 thousand likes. 
every single one. What? It was That's... maddening. Like, why even do that just to call it in at the end of the day to have 1.2 or 2.1? Just put the comment up. Show the little buttons. Don't put the number. Oh, you're saying in the show they put the number. Correct. In the show on every comment box. You know, they show like a like, share, whatever. And every like count was either 1.2 thousand or 2.1 thousand. Uh, uh, I mean, that could just be their boilerplate. They're not. No, obviously it is. Yeah, okay. But like, yeah. I, I just. I it, was like, yeah. you're making it seem like all of them had 1.2. And it's like, no, they just, they copied and pasted and hope no one would notice. But it, it, they show it so much. I was like, n- now that's just kind of frustrating. Um, there you go. Yeah. Put it, take your bingo card. Take a drink. A lot of <laughs> you know, just weird minutia about some weird thing you hate on the show. Yo, if you spot something fake on there, you got to call it. Drink every time. Yeah, something there fake they happens. go. There's a drink yeah. bowl right there. Yeah. Every time drinks. you get really annoyed at the stupidest thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think, well, as we go through this episode, let's talk about it. So, in the beginning, they had this really long this season on, like, minutes. Mm. It was, like, the longest this season on I think we've had, which was, again, I'm not a big fan of that, and I think we as a collective aren't a huge fan of a this season on right as you start the show, because you don't know these people. Like, so... Well, it's that. Plus, I just don't like spoilers. Like, let me just watch the thing. It's also... A pet peeve with all these video social media things that are like, you know, if a video is longer than 10 minutes, every content creator has got to show you that like 10 second clip in the beginning of like what's going to be in this episode. It's fine. Just, sure, just, yeah. just watch it. The, definitely. They're not. The one point about it being in the beginning of the episode is you don't realize any of the context. So it just kind of goes through you. But like, again, you don't realize any of the context. It just goes through you. So it's just like it doesn't help either way. Uh, I know that this one did show somebody like crying like bawling and that happens at the end of this episode so like that was spoiled but like you know that was gonna happen in a show about teenage girls on tiktok i feel like that's a yeah that's almost guaranteed uh yeah so then we kind of go through this as we meet people not a whole lot actually happens like there's a lot of introductions a lot of confessionals about like the relationship between Charlie and Dixie and how the big sister thought TikTok was stupid, but then Charlie got like a million followers. She's like, well, I guess I got to be on this TikTok thing now. You know, don't want to be left in the dust there. One, one thing I did like minutia detail that I, that I want to do give credit to the show uh, when they were kind of going through this, you know, the story of like how they started from day zero to kind of how they got famous. They started with like the zero follower count and then like some like clips and like context there. Then it was like, oh, now we're in like the hundred thousand follower count. Oh, now we're getting you know a million followers and like brought in like relevant clips. I thought it was interesting. That was well. Yeah, done. I mean, it sets the context of a hundred million people. Like, what does it even mean? A hundred million people? That's just like can't even fathom. Right. Like we have like twenty followers. <laughs> like, <laughs> And we appreciate every one of them. Every one of you. Thank you very much. But 100 million, <laughs> that's just insane. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a baffling they, number. And they do a good job of setting that up. And they do a good job of like just setting the family in their current like space-time feeling. Like They lived in Connecticut, then they moved to L.A. Like midway through the pandemic, like recently. They were like in Connecticut. She just started this TikTok thing in 2019. So she's 15 then. So she's 17 today. 
presumably. Yeah. She is, yeah. Yeah. So they it's move. pretty wild. It seemed like their whole life situation like drastically improved. Like they are they appear to be incredibly wealthy or living a very good lifestyle in like California. Like this looks like I mean like their whole life changed. Like, I mean easily, easily. Like the the amount of money somebody will pay her to just like have in the background of her video is just like insane. Like Yeah. Probably like for I mean background shot, maybe not maybe like ten thousand or something, but like feature Probably like hundred fifty thousand for like a featured like TikTok. Yeah, at least she's she's rolling. Like the parents don't have to work anymore. Their work is making sure she becomes a regular human being, yeah. right? And like they can just coast off this too. They have a TikTok. The Demilio family has fifteen million followers. Not bad. Yeah, I'm trying to find the podcast um, the parents made, but oh, yeah. coming up short. They were talking about some sort of podcast. Yeah, well, They were talking but about she, naming the podcast. Maybe it didn't launch yet. But Charlie was in the podcast. She said she was like, one day, one of the things they did was like, this day I did this, where was like a uh, bunch yeah. of stuff, and one was her being on the podcast. I, I should have just improved my Googling um, easily. I, I like, oh, let me go to Mark's like Twitter and like just find the podcast link and... I'm sure. I, I go back to Google. I put Mark D'Amelio podcast first thing, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's called The Other D'Amelios, Mark and Heidi. Mark and Heidi give light on the lighthearted, real look of the frenetic world of the D'Amelio family. New episodes every Tuesday. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Listen to us, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we kind of, you know, these people just seem like a normal family. And now they, I presumably own this mansion in the middle of LA. Or renting it. I mean, I mean, why would they rent though? Because it's a lot of money to buy a mansion. <laughs> they have a lot of money. That's that's what we're talking about. Yeah, no, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. they're literally there's a shot where they're in like this movie theater of this giant house of just like four thirty binders in a row, all of business ideas and business plans their business people have set up. Yeah. So like, we're not talking about you know one hundred fifty k to like. I love this makeup. We're talking about she's got a line at like Hollister and like clothing lines and makeup lines and, you know, jewelry lines. Like so much of this. There's no way you don't buy your own house. Uh, I'll, I'll find out. I was wondering why she kept wearing shirts that said social uh, tourist on it. Now we know. That's the company. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's she's repping all that. Getting all that money. Yeah. I was actually surprised that... Um, she went through Hollister to like curate and distribute rather than just own it and then hire people to do it and then just sell it online. I, I think that there's a part of this where she's 17. So she's going to school. She's trying to be a kid. She's trying to do this dance thing. And like, there's only so much effort you can put into your side businesses that like, you know, if she was 25 and all she's doing is her business, sure. I know, but you could hire a team instead of doing a profit share, basically, right? That's, I mean, that's what Hollister. you're doing with Hollister. Right. Yeah. So I, maybe it may work out. They got a good deal. Um, so uh, just like I got to dig a little bit more, but it does look like it, it is a rental for 47000 a month. Um, <laughs> that seems ridiculous. Just buy the house at that point. I, I think the hard part is, um, right? So let's say the house. I'll make it up. Um, oh, here we go. The, take a drink now. Let's say the seven million. <laughs> let's say seven. Yeah, I, I have no idea, right? Let's it's like say seven million. Yeah. Um, so you have to come up with twenty percent, right, of that seven million. So that's roughly two million ish. I, I don't. I, I can't do math. One point five. You think the house is only seven million. 
I don't know. I have no idea. Probably like 70 at least. You think it's 70? Damn, there was no pool. There was not like. There wasn't? I didn't see a pool. Did you see a pool? I, there was a fucking movie theater room in yeah, it. Yeah, but the movie theater room isn't like. That doesn't raise your price by millions of dollars. No, I mean, I agree. I don't know. It seems like a big house. I don't know. It's I really a big house. I'm not wrong. You're you not wrong. Right. But you're in no LA. Idea. That's what you're I assume. You're, like. the hou- you're in the land of big, lavish houses. You're not like. Those houses go for like two to seven million. Anyway. The reason why I'm saying this, they got to come up with this like hefty sum of a down payment, right? Um, additionally, a whole premise of this is like we move to LA. Is this the yeah. right decision? Yeah, I mean that. I don't know if that's like a that's so like okay. Let's look at it this way. So they live in Connecticut. Charlie joins this hype house. Moves, five point five million dollars moves to moves to LA. Pretty fucking close. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> moves, to, moves to LA. For this hype house, like LA's great, I'm doing all this stuff, and then the parents move out there. So it's not like we're the the show makes it seem like they just up and moved, and there was no communication between LA and there. But the hype house is wiped from their history, so it's it's not as clear cut as they're making it seem. I have an important question. What do you think? It's a marriage or mortgage situation. <laughs> yeah, you can only choose one. I mean, maybe you're using all the money to start feeding, seeding other companies, and you don't want to spend the money to buy a house. At the moment, I don't know. Just there's a lot of cash flow questions that we could definitely, you know, <laughs> speculate about. On. We're already on. We're already on. <laughs> yeah, if so, anyone's made it this far, you've earned yourself a bonus drink. <laughs> yeah. So I, I still haven't figured out like why she fell out. But so here, here's the thing: Charlie was a financer of the hype house. So when the four founders wanted to start it, like like any other venture, they raised money. She was one of the people who put money in. To start so it I would up. say that's a founding member. She's a creator. She's a financer. A financer. Yeah. So she it wouldn't exist without her. Uh, on a technicality, you are correct. <laughs> um, financer. Do you call Goldman Sachs a creator of a company they support? Well, they're not. They're never there at the beginning. I think you underestimate their, the role they play. But no, I, <laughs> just but they, to they're not. Apart. They're not. They're not. They're not in somebody's garage giving them a thousand bucks to start a company. Uh, depends how heavily invested they are. But this is anyway. <laughs> she gave up money. That's how she got associated. Well, yeah, she's she was in it too. Yeah, she was in it a bit. I can't figure out like why she broke out or the, the fall of hype house this is like a whole other podcast but uh we had half of it last week we could have another yeah. podcast uh, did you guys actually no i i, I li- listened to it there was unclear of like why it kind of fell from grace well we you knew, expected we knew, it on the show well we knew charlie left so we just the big profile people left the hype house was that it it's just like that's big... essentially it oh okay and then this the so like i've seen the whole season it's like Charlie left. Doesn't really matter. That's why it starts falling. Do they go over that on the season? No, they don't talk mm. about Charlie at all. Oh, interesting. Because so she was on a few episodes I've seen. She is tangential. So she's Chase's ex that was in Type House, right? And she goes to like dinner at Chase's house. So like she's still friends with these people, apparently, but not like any association at all. Hmm. And like the thing is, is that. Hype House pays this rent for this thing, but no one in this house seems to give a fuck about Hype House, like posting on the Hype House TikTok, which is like paying their rent. They're just doing their own shit. And like the whole show is about how no one gives a fuck about this Hype House. Oh, interesting. And like Thomas, the the, the creator's like super stressed out because 
they're not probably meeting their metrics for bang cola. And, and he's like, you guys got to make the TikToks. where you going to pay the rent. I'm the only one that cares about this business. You guys are part like they're 20 years old. They don't give a fuck about this business. And it's just like, it's a great show. It's <laughs> elevated to top third. Go watch wow. it. I think it's really interesting from a business like TikTok, just kind of like fall from grace perspective. I mean, you guys were super hot on this Bang Energy promotion last week. I was Bang <laughs> plays a role in the show, but man, you've elevated Bang's profile Bang, in this. Bang doesn't make a big thing about the show, but if you watch their TikToks, it's uh, it's like boob. It's like the show Bang has nothing to do with the show. I don't think it's just the TikToks all have to prevalently have Bang in them. If mm. there's no bang, it's not a TikTok on the Hype House video. Got it. I, I mean, Bang is an impressive energy drink company. I I, I gotta say, like they Yo, came into a crowded market. <laughs> we're not getting oh paid by them. Dude, we gotta talk about them. this show yet, Brian. Yet <laughs> <laughs> we know that they spend. <laughs> All right, we're going back to this show. Wait, hold on. I got a sip of my Bang. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh... All right, we got to get back to the show. Let's go. Let's talk about the dog. So at some point, oh my god, can we talk about the dog transition scene? Yeah. That was insane. The transitions of the show are also insane. Very jarring. They really grab your attention, then they really take you on like a wild journey. Yeah, especially since Hulu, this doesn't have ads. Is there an? Ad? Oh, they have no. an ad tier. I think they do yeah. have an ad tier. Yeah, so maybe they're still plugging those ads. So there's like one point where they go like, doom to like a black screen, and you're like, whoa. Definitely that an ad in, cut. That was, mean, in, that was intense. Yeah, it was made for an ad. And yeah. then they come back with a bunch of just dogs and no context of any kind, just yeah. just dogs. Yeah, they have apparently they own four dogs, and Dixie uh, is fostering another dog, which I think there's a ninety five percent chance it becomes their dog. That's what they allude to very heavily. Uh, Jim, Jim the dog, named after Jim Halpert. I think I have something if we're playing, if we're keeping the bingo card. So, manufactured drama, I think we get a check here for the bingo. Uh, this is where they kind of manufactured a drama of Dixie getting the dog. And then they later cut to she had a service dog. So, clearly, getting another dog, fostering his dog is not a huge deal. Hence, I manufactured mean, when, drama. When, yes. When yeah. somebody shows up at your house with a new dog and, you know, she's starting a music career and doing these TikToks, it's like, are you sure it's? A, it, I don't think it was mean. If she showed up with a dog, this is how it would be. Whether the producers are like, "Hey, pretend like you came in here with this dog," I don't know. Yeah, and I think it plays off super well. That doesn't seem that way, and that's the important part. Yeah, I unclear the chain of events, but my bet is somewhere in the timeline of taping the show, she actually did foster a dog, and like, oh wow, you should bring it over. She's like, oh, I probably never thought about that. Okay great bring over the dog like something yeah. like that i mean that's what i think why this would be more reality than documentary is because the producers can nudge you to do things that would be interesting for the show which you know pushes it away from a documentary anyway mm-hmm. we talked about that i mean not yeah I, it's a whole yeah it's so not a big deal yeah. doesn't really matter no <laughs> uh yeah and so well so we didn't really go over the arc of the episode too much. There isn't an arc. There is. So they're planting, right, the season arc. And so we know it's uh, Dixie making her music career and doing this big, like, video, a like, day in the life shoot with Vogue magazine, which is a big deal for Dixie. And then for Charlie, they're setting the story arc of how can we let this now, like, super celebrity be a 17-year-old, right? So you go over the business she's managing while trying to get some time for herself. Like, that's basically the arc of the episode teeing up the season 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just about you're 17. How do you wrestle all these things? That's her arc. Dixie's arc is she has a music arc. She's got music videos. And the parents, Mark and Heidi, they're like, okay, how do we raise kids and not, well, they're TikTok stars. Like, And I think that it's very interesting. How do you raise kids where they're TikTok stars? It's a super complicated relationship because their kids are the breadwinners. Like, not even, like, very There's clearly. no question. There's no question. But, like, what is the right compensation for the parents, right? And basically, like, Charlie's paying for the house. Dixie probably to a small degree. Like Dixie doesn't live at the house. She right, right. She has, she has a replacement. So like, I don't think she'd be yeah. paying any of the rent. Like, it, that's just a very complicated. Like, how do you have this child pay for everything while towing the line of, like, not seeing, like, you're taking advantage of them? Because they're, they're probably not. Like, they're just a family. But that's a super Yeah, but she's 17. Rope. She's naive. It doesn't, like, she's not thinking about it that much. But you also don't want them to look back 10, 20 years from now. Yeah. I mean, right? you're, like, you, you don't want to be like Frankie Muniz or somebody where, like, they just stole all their money. Like, right. Yeah. I, I just think it's, like, a very complicated. Like, it, it, it's a tough relationship. Even if, it's like, all the intentions are right, it's just... That's difficult. I think it's more difficult when they're like five, where it's like literally all your, it's like all your money then. Like you're not giving it to the kid, but then you get addicted to that money and then don't want to ever give it up. Like I think that's where people mm. start to follow, fall into like weird, definitely tougher. traps. When they're 17, they have a better idea of what, how much they should be earning. Definitely tougher. Yeah. It, it's difficult. I That's what I'd 15. say. Like, yeah, it, it seems like they have good intentions, but even so just difficult. Yeah, uh, that I don't know what else. I don't think I have anything else to really say about this show. I I think it was cool that they brought us into like uh, looked like it was like an annual planning meeting um, for Charlie. It looked like this was taped like maybe early twenty twenty one, give or take or so. And this came out in September, so yeah. Um, and it was it was kind of neat. So presumably, like her business manager um, or someone repping the agency she hired like goes over like this is what the year of Charlie D'Amelio will look like. And you see a like one binder for IGTV, one binder for TikTok, one binder for her merch, one binder for Hollister partnership. And it's, there's like probably, I don't know, 10 to 15 binders of like these different businesses. Um, ostensibly she's managing or is responsible for because it's, it's using her brand. It's like, that's pretty intense. Do you think that this company has a CEO and it's not her or has a CEO and it is her? Which company? Like the company that is incorporated that gets all the TikTok money. So my bet is there is like a Charlie D'Amelio, D'Amelio LLC type, type, type of company that owns basically like the Charlie brand and assets related to who she is. But then, like, that guy who's presenting is likely an agency or hired by her as an employee of that company. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is the company that's doing all this work, is she yeah. the CEO? Um, um, I mean, I, I don't know enough, like, why you'd make certain decisions at, the, at that point. But my guess, it's an outsource company. You get more um, leverage that way. But she's big enough where she has enough leverage. So... Thinking out loud, my bet will be she employs that person. Um, they have have it all in house because she doesn't need to like get scale of economy. She has it. She's got that scale, hundred fifty million. 
Yeah. Or, they keep saying 150. It's unclear where the extra 30, 20 million comes from. Maybe that's all the other, uh, you know, YouTubes and... Uh, well, it, looked it at, said combined. I looked at Twitter as 5 million. Instagram, right. Facebook. Uh, Instagram should probably say a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the show was compelling. Anyone have any other minutia they want to get into? Uh, one very small minutia. Their front door is huge. Uh, <laughs> they have a, a glass panel. It's framed with like a door, but uh, front door. It's probably like 15 feet high by like 10 feet wide. Uh, super cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, we we talked about her trying to go back to dance, and that seemed like to add stress, but also form to her life more than before so that seemed cool for her to do that uh let's get to questions let's do it uh all right no i got i got one more thing sorry oh, you you can't just go one more one more well i thought someone, someone's <laughs> gonna have one more I didn't, I, I didn't want a two more you know um so one thing i really like is like they spoke head on to how dixie has a career because of charlie and she's like yep that's that's true. <laughs> like, not trying to be like, no, I'm like super good. No, no, like, yes, that's all right. Uh, I really like that. It is it is interesting that last week we had Chase who was pursuing a music career after a TikTok career. Be, well, she had he had a TikTok career because Charlie had a TikTok career. It seemed uh, same as Dixie, and she also wants to be a music a singer. I'm like, I just I guess you could do that. But it just doesn't seem like uh, you got to really want to sing at that point. Maybe. Uh, I feel like it's much easier to be a successful, adequate singer than being a successful, adequate actor. Well, they're not an actor. TikToker. No, but if you're going an entertainment path, which they're on, right? Yeah. And I'll say simply you have two paths. You can act or you can sing, or both, obviously. I think it's easier to be an adequate singer who's successful than an adequate actor who's successful. That's, that's fair. But the lifestyle of those two are very different. How so? Because if you're a singer, musician, you're touring constantly. Like, that's just, the, I just, that life sounds miserable to me. It's a much harder job. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. So, like, and the acting, TikTok, creativity route would definitely be more where I would go. Not, not, musician sounds miserable definitely a nicer lifestyle yeah yeah i mean it might be easier if you could just hire producers to help you write songs and sing these songs like he had she had like a great like song or like what is that like a music coach in this episode mm-hmm. and he was great top tier j-lo's music coach you know she has the money to pay for that she has the money to pay enough producers to make you know great songs well the label yeah yeah anyway yeah any whoever's involved Gonna put the money down to make her because she's got enough followers. Whatever. But, but even if she makes a good song, to your point, that's not where the money is in music today. Yeah. Right. So it's like you got it, it's all that hustle, which is like the grit. You're touring cities, late nights, early days. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, they did show this interesting stat where I was like, she released a song, one billion views on TikTok, a hundred. 100 million on YouTube and basically 100 million on Spotify. No, it was 80 million on Spotify. Yeah, it was. So it was, that's like, why it was yeah, just like yeah. the scale down of that seems because like Spotify is where I listen to music. So it's interesting to see other generations, I guess, listen to music on TikTok. I, I don't know it's if I'd clear. make that leap. I think it's just how people discover her. If someone said 
Dixie D'Amelio has a new song. Because you associate her TikTok, you go to TikTok to, to listen to it. I think no, over time I would go. I would go to Spotify because that's where I listen to songs. Uh, but you don't associate Dixie with Spotify yet. I wouldn't. No, because her singing is okay. I bet, like, okay <laughs> out of ten. So, like, yeah, I don't listen to okay out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Hope she does well. Uh, <laughs> James, what about you? I mean, I was gonna say, like, it just like it's very clear with the show, like the scale of TikTok. Like, there's just a it's a humongous platform. Like that that's like just what clearly jumps out to me. Yeah. Like I'm sure if you added up like all of the music streaming platforms, maybe you'd have something. But like it's just very clear, like TikTok is where people are. Well, I mean, it can't be I guess it can be the whole music video since it's now three minute length is your Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. What was that? I just had a good question and now it escaped me. Oh no. I I could say that they definitely kind of they didn't really lean into this, but like TikTok's very algorithmic. So like someday they could just be like Charlie, you're too big, get out of here, and she's gone. Definitely a fraught relationship. Once you get so big, yeah. I mean, she's a kind-hearted like teenage girl. It's it's. I don't think she's gonna do anything, but she has to be aware to not piss off China, or that could easily. Be done. Yeah, she she's not pulling some uh, NBA Houston Rocket stuff. Yeah, don't don't be doing that. Yeah. All right, we gotta get the questions. Let's do it. Uh, let's do um, production schedule. What do you think the production schedule of the show is? How long do you think they follow these people for this episode or the like? I don't. The I have season. no idea. Eight yeah. episodes. Oh man, I don't know. I'm gonna go two months. Yeah. Uh, I, I was toying in my head, but based on the story arcs they are teeing up, um, they mentioned for her dance recital or competition, she wants to compete. It was like three weeks away. Oh, um, yeah. Easily three weeks. Right. So I think that sets off like basically like a, probably like a month story arc, assuming that seems like where this season's going to end at. Uh, so I'll go in a month. All right. There you go. Okay. I'm going to guess 10 weeks final answer. <laughs> 10 weeks. I have no way to look this up, so we're just shooting darts on the board here. Damn it. Yeah. I'll try to look it up while you do Oh, that. yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Internet corner. Uh, this is a difficult question, I think, to answer, but who is the worst human being? I, I can't really think of anybody. I think All the internet commenters on the screen. Oh, that's, yeah. It was the agent guy that she hires who said that, she can only have, yeah, like, oh, yeah, we have your whole schedule planned out, your whole calendar. Don't worry. We've got all the activities, everything planned, right? Like, we're going to do this business, this thing, blah, 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 blah. And then her mom goes, yeah, but when can, like, she have some time, you know, just, like, not do anything and, like, be a kid and, like, do normal stuff or maybe maybe dance a little bit? And goes, okay, yeah, like, it's totally cool. We plan for all of this. You're going to have all the time for this. You can have three weeks a year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you're rolling in that money and those things are setting up, like it's up to you if you want to keep doing more, right? Yeah, she gets three weeks paid vacation three, where she can three, do whatever yeah, she wants, yeah, you know, like weeks. learn another language. You can, you can go, yeah, <laughs> learn another language. I forgot that. That was that was some good minutia. Three weeks, you're gonna learn crap in three weeks of a different language. Yeah, uh, that's a good contender. I still think the internet commenters here. Oh yeah, even though they're not really in the show, but they're in the show. Yep. Uh, yeah, just the internet. <laughs> there's no host, so I'll skip that one. We talked about the minutiae. Uh, would this show be better as a Quibi? Is I'm going to go with is, no. Is that just a TikTok? 
<laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that might be it now. We have to update our question. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, we'll skip the hookup because there's no one in the show to hook up. Mm. Unless, Brian, you have an opinion. You look no, I don't. I definitely do not. Brian has opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do drinking rules. Oh, wait. No, I do. The one dog. <laughs> <laughs> we did see a humping dog in this. So That's let's true. Go, let's go on. Uh, let's do drinking rules. Our favorite drinking rules. And what was the one with Noah earlier? Every time you see the 1.2 thousand or yeah. 2.1 thousand likes. Oh, or or one when you see something that just bothers you a lot throughout the episode, drink every time it, you're bothered. It's uh, true. So you got Noah's, you got mine. Brian, what do you got for me? Drink every time you see a dog. That's a good one. I was thinking that one. I'll go a little darker. <laughs> drink for the tears anytime someone's crying. Oh, that's a good yep. one. I uh, drink anytime they show a TikTok video. Oh man! Why? Oh, <laughs> be warned. There it might, might be a little too hard. It might be a little too hard. I don't know. That's but, the bonus. That's the bonus one. Bonus roll. Bonus roll. Yep. Uh, drink every time. Um, well, I. Whoa! I this whoa. totally. Every drink. Every time you listen wow. to this podcast, and Noah goes, "Whoa!" Oh, whoa! <laughs> Uh, I, I had this. <laughs> All right, totally we'll get, get back to us. Yeah, I'll get back to uh, you. Let's do our favorite question. We do a rating system. Or no, we're not a rating yet. One more. Uh, what do you love about the show? James, give me your compliment for this show. Mm, compliment? I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> All right. Um, Noah, give me your compliment for the show. Oh, easy. There's no manufactured drama. Best part of the show. Uh, Brian, give it to me. They actually like show... Real, like, tr- like real, like, it it tugs at your heartstrings to see like somebody actually like being in pain with this stuff. Whereas like on other reality shows, it just seems really fake. Yeah. Um, I got I got my drinking thing, and I gotta say it. So okay, I don't forget okay. again. Drink every time they do a flashback to living in Connecticut. Okay, let's go on. Uh, James, have you come back to me? What you love about the show? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to put into words. This is why I struggle with, it, but it's like. It just feels like you kind of get a good looks a look at this like family's life in like a pretty authentic sort of way. Like it feels pretty real. I don't know how to say that right way, but like the tone of the show is what I'll say. It's like it's very, for the most part, pretty like very like uh, not. It's not always positive, but it's just like it feels real. Like feels. I'll, it give, feels I'll give it to you. Just authenticity. That's it. Feels authentic, and I think that's what I, I that's what I love like about the show. It's authentic. Uh, I think the pacing of the show is pretty good. We're moving. We're not s- dangling on one thing too long. And like those things feel authentic. They don't feel like we went to a Mexican restaurant and Uncle Bobby wasn't supposed to come and he's there and he's drinking and he's a... And it's just like, okay, well, yeah, I'm sure all that happened. Yeah, uh, uh, there's one other thing I liked about the show. Um, in addition to their awesome door, Charlie has remote control blinds. Amazing. So nice. <laughs> Click a button. Well, whoop, good when to go. you get a five point five million dollar house, that's what you get. You'd be surprised at things they lack in the five point five million dollar. Well, house. you got to put that in yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you can afford it. Hopefully. All right, let's do ratings. So we do a stack ranking system between top, middle, and bottom third. James, what do you got? I, you know, I'm I'm a little cross on this one, but I think after like giving a second. I'm just gonna say it's it's pretty much like top third. Like I think it's in the bottom of the top. Like I'm not like over the moon about this one, but like 
all in all, it was it was a pretty enjoyable watch. Like I didn't know who this person was at all coming in. Not somebody who's invested in TikTok in any sort of way. And I thought like it was pretty good. It was an enjoyable watch. It was entertaining. Felt very authentic, and I'm much more interested in these people than uh, I had started out. So, you know, they did a good job, I thought, overall. So, for that, I mean, top third. What do you got for me, Noah? Yeah, uh, so it's top, middle of the top. Uh, so, I put Hype House, bottom of the top. This is better than Hype House. Uh, but this isn't something I'd say I'm going to go watch again, which is would be top of the top. What? Um, <laughs> Hold on. <You're... laughs> well, let him finish. Let him finish. Yeah, like this is something I could like potentially put on, but the reason why I have it so high is the lack of manufactured drama. Like this really feels like you get to know who they are. I like that they are um, showing some of these like darker sides that they they are seeing to what we've said over and over again. Just feels very real to watch. Um, why I watch again? There's just so much content I'm behind on. I don't know if I'm putting this up there. Well, the... Our what we're trying our looks for for like watch it again like does that mean you're gonna watch this episode oh again, I meant like or episode two continue watching yeah I meant like episode two three okay. four five <laughs> it made it seem like you were like I'll watch it one time but I'll never watch it again and I was like gotcha uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I assume you fe- wouldn't watch yeah. it again like that would future be weird. episodes uh yeah. so yeah top middle to top all right Brian I'm gonna go with just middle to middle I. It wasn't really, like, hooking me. Like, it was okay, but I found myself just constantly, like, going like and looking at my notepad and saying, what what is there to write about the show? There was definitely nothing to write about the show. Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, you done? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm also going to put it in the top. I'm moving last week's show, Hype House, to the top. I think it's very – Hype House, we could talk about. But this show is top just because – Authenticity. I'd like. I think it's interesting to see the the seventeen year old and nineteen year old deal with being TikTok famous. Like, what the fuck does TikTok famous even mean? Like, that's compelling. And then for how real it feels. Like, I feel like I actually know. Not. I'm getting to know what it feels like to actually be TikTok famous, which is what I'd be interested in knowing. So, top third, uh, and then for our my shout out. Let's. I'm going to talk about hype house which is very connected to the show. So Hype House, I've seen the whole season. It's very interesting to watch the show in like relation to Charlie leaving, everyone leaving, and it's just essentially Thomas left and him trying to handle the stress of running this TikTok channel to pay the fucking rent. And it's very compelling. I, I think that if you're interested in something like that, that that's what you should watch it for. Uh, what's your shout out, James? Uh, yeah, I've definitely been here, and I feel like you guys hy- hyping up this hype housing, so I'm intrigued about this. I have not watched it yet, uh, but I did watch uh, randomly this morning Peach House, uh, which is the restart or the second half of Floribama Shore, <laughs> which they dubbed Peach House because it's in uh, somewhere in Georgia, the Peach State. Oh. Uh, so far, it's very interesting. There's a oh, wait. It's Peach House. Peach House. Oh, I thought you were saying Beach House. No, 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 no. Peach House. Oh, and this oh. is Georgia in Peaches. Considered Florida Shore its own show. No, no, it's like the second half of oh, season four. Oh, okay, so I think you've Florida already watched it. Yeah. Uh, there's an emotional support pig. There's a truck oh, that gets yeah. stuck in the mud. Uh, Gus has a motorcycle. A lot of crazy stuff going on. Uh, he also broke his toes by dropping a weight on him or something. I don't know. Seems like the show's off to an interesting thing. Anyways, uh, looking, you know, looking to see what's going on with them. Finally, getting to it after watching some other stuff. There you go. Uh, Noah, what do you got for me? 
quick shout out to Narcos Mexico. Um, I'm not. It's not new, but just very enjoyable. It's kind of like my go to. But uh, I'm rewatching uh, with Beverly uh, Nathan for you. She's never seen it, uh, and man, just what a gem of a show. So good. What do you got for me, Brian? I'll give a shout out to Peacemaker. I've, mm. um, the first three episodes dropped uh, on HBO Max, and it's surprisingly okay, like DC content. And yeah. John Cena is pretty funny in it. There you go. There you have it. Surprisingly okay, DC well, content. Like I went in with like negative expectations because like <laughs> a like this is like rolling right off a of Suicide Squad, which I guess is a like the this is better than Suicide Squad. Squad. I mean, anyway, I, the that's, first one or the second just, one? Just, second one. Just put it on the box. Surprisingly good DC content. <laughs> Are you pro shark or anti shark? Ooh, pro. Is that in Peacemaker? No, no it's in uh, <laughs> the Suicide Squad. There's a there's a shark man. Slight or is like a West Side Story reference? <laughs> yes, West Side Story. <laughs> I'm a jet person, personally. You know. Yeah, you know. Uh, anyway, that's it for us this week. You can rate us on Spotify and iTunes. It helps. Please do that. Uh, you can find us on TikTok at Who Put This On Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Who Put This On. You can find us on Facebook.com. So Who Put This On. And you can ask questions, suggestions at Who Put This On at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next time. I can't believe I watched an entire episode about a TikToker and it wasn't on TikTok. A TikToker. You know what I can't believe? It ain't butter. <laughs>